Nick and Matt Jackson. You're listening to the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Too sweet. Suck yeah. Welcome to an all new episode of the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast with Corey Richmond and Jason Brooks on Christmas Eve. Jason, how you doing on the second week on the Wrestling Life Facebook page? Uh, once again, we'd like to thank Henry Maldonado and all the wonderful members of the group for welcoming us in opening arms. You had a great response on week one. Jay, Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you and yours. Another interesting week in wrestling. And uh, this week, uh, we talk a little bit about the ladies and see how they've been doing over the last year and what might be uh, going on in the future. Yeah, no, I'm excited to talk about it. I'm pouring a delicious beer right now, phase three. Phase three, triple cream, if anybody's interested, anyone in Illinois. Um, yeah, no, uh, excited to talk about it, talk about the ladies a little bit uh, this week. Uh, we have some rating stuff. So there's still, although it's kind of a, definitely a slower period of wrestling this week, uh, there's definitely still a lot, of, a lot of news, a lot of stuff going on. So. Yeah, so I mean, it's one of those weeks where we're coming off a pay-per-view, uh, an ROH pay-per-view, a WWE pay-per-view, End of the year, you've got another paper, another pay-per-view quality show coming up for both AW and NXT, respectively, before their big first of the year show. And MLW has a big show. So, and we still got Wrestle Kingdom coming up. So, I mean, the first week of January is going to be huge. But I thought this week we'd talk a little bit about the ladies. And uh, last year, you know, we had the huge year of Becky Lynch. But, you know, her year was kind of cut short with the great news of finding out that she was pregnant. Uh, we had the bad booking of um, Shayna Baszler. So her year wasn't as good as the year before. Oscar had another great year. Io had another great year. We had the- well, well, NXT had a great year overall. If we're doing, you know, promotions, women, women, you know, promotions that did best by the women other than the women's only promotions, NXT by, by far in a way did, did, did the best stuff. Absolutely. You know, Dina Perrazzo got released and she basically had a resurgence career where we thought her career was just going to never happen. Chelsea Green, unfortunately, continually got hurt. So her career just is still in a standstill. But I mean, people like Charlotte, who was considered, you know, maybe the best wrestler in the world at points, you know, was out for basically six months. So you can't really have her in the conversation. And a woman who we thought might be the best wrestler out there now in WWE, Tessa Blanchard, had contract disputes with uh, TNA or Impact Wrestling, and she went down to Mexico with Daga, and she hasn't been in the conversation. So she's not in our running, but we'll talk about, you know, a lot of people this year who kind of shined, and we just spoke about Charlotte, and she made her big return this past week. So, Jay, so where would you like to start? Would you want to start with the return of Charlotte? Would you want to start with, you know, the great year EO had again? How would you like to start? Yeah, I mean, you know, Charlotte's in the news, so we'll, we'll talk about her. We've talked about NXT a lot on this program. If you guys uh, have listened to us, um, we are, uh, by the way, we're at Work Shoot Pod, W-R-O-K-E-D, Shoot Pod on Twitter and also on Instagram. Um, and if you guys are watching us, great. If you want to listen to us and not see our ugly mugs, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts, just type in Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Um, so we've talked about this a lot, specifically NXT and EO and what they have. So let's start with the main roster that maybe we don't talk about the women as much as, well, there's, there's reasons for that because they're not booked well. 
Um, I don't want to start off really negative. The return of Charlotte is is good. We speculated that's why Lana was, you know, they built up Lana only to not have her on the program um, and not have her in a match. But the return of Charlotte, it was a good match. Um, we, we figured she would win. Um, you know, I think we kind of talked about a pre-show, but I think we both thought, okay, this might be setting up, um, you know, the whole John Cena, Shawn Michaels winning the tag titles and then eventually feuding against each other. You know, maybe another match at WrestleMania. So I could definitely see that. Um, I think it was good that they won. Um, the whatever they did on Raw, the promos that they that they had written for them were horrible. But um, yeah, she sparked some interest in the product, right? Like, I think Charlotte is a little overrated, and I think they stuff her down our throats a little bit. Um, and I also think the you know the Queen stuff she can kind of you know, get rid of that stuff a little bit. But overall, she's a she's a star. She's a female star. She's a star on their on their brand, and um, they can definitely definitely use her. Agreed. I mean, one thing that you see is, and, and also with the men, especially with you see with like tag team matches, which we're going to see for I don't know how long we'll see before you know you have the eventual turn or just setting up you know the big match at either at the Rumble or WrestleMania between her and Oscar, which looks like more than likely where they go. And you even saw that in the beginning of the program before you saw the interruption was, you know, Charlotte basically just getting ready to say, you know, all right, I'm going to challenge you for that title is that now that Charlotte's there, she's going to get the majority of the wins. And, you know, you see like with Shayna Baszler, you're always going to protect a certain person where even though Nia Jax is the much lesser of the two of her team as a worker, Shayna always takes the pin, and in this respect, Charlotte's going to get the, you know get the pins for her team. Just like it's a similar idea, you know, you're going to get like Ruby Riot right now gets a lot of the pins and her matches like with Liv and different respects. I think you right away you're seeing with the return of Charlotte, she's the biggest star now that she's back. You know, and it'll be interesting to see how other people are going to be, how who she's going to make look better. Now that she's back, one of the big things was with her match with Rhea Ripley. I mean, of course, she's not going to make anybody look better, right? Like that hasn't been Charlotte's thing. Well, that, that was the problem with, you know, the WrestleMania match with Rhea Ripley. Like the whole type thing going in was, is she going to make Rhea look like a bigger star? I mean, it was one of the better matches at WrestleMania, but coming out of it, and even when she dropped the title in the three-way, which was one of the best women's matches of the year, maybe one of the best matches of the year, you know, Rhea and Io, neither one of them pinned Charlotte. Charlotte coming out of that didn't really make anyone look better. You know, I mean, yeah, but she's not, yeah. I mean, I, you know, we're kind of getting off on tangents here, but I don't really think that, she, you know, she's still whatever, early 30s. I mean, I don't know if she's retiring anytime soon. I know she signed with some sports agency and she's going to try to do some, some different type of work, maybe acting. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think she's going nowhere anywhere anytime soon and her job isn't to make people get people over right now i mean it should be but that's not how wwe books her. they don't book her to do that they book her to win matches they she is the female version of of roman reigns to a certain extent um although what they've done with reigns over the last couple months has been different than what they did with him before um so that's not really what she does or that's not really how they book her and that's not really her fault that's just not how that's not how she's booked so 
you know, we'll see. We're kind of getting off on tangents there here, but I, I think the, the point is, I think we'll, we're going to see Asuka against Charlotte, um, you know, uh, WrestleMania. I think it could be a great match. And I, I, I fully expect Charlotte to win the match um, and for her to get the title again. And maybe, you know, Becky Lynch at that point will have had like, you know, six months with her child at home. You know, maybe at that point she decides to come back. Who knows? You know, she maybe she doesn't, you know, who knows? But uh, maybe that's a point where we see Becky or we see some reshaping of things with the with all these women in uh, the NXT women's division, you know, and maybe there's a vaccine. So they start to combine these shows a little bit more. So um, we'll, we'll kind of see what happens. But I, I think there are some interesting directions that they can go um, with Charlotte moving forward. I would love for them to just book her, continue to book her strong. But, you know, if she's going against women, she's not as who, who, she, who she's more over then, you know, give them a chance, have them get put over a little bit, but we'll see what happens with Charlotte. Now, do you think her, now there's something we could talk about long-term later on, but as we talk about the year <clears throat> that was, do you think her time in NXT was successful or do you think it was kind of nothing really that special because basically she, she won the title and then she was basically gone in a flash and she really didn't put anybody over when she left. I enjoyed her in NXT. I enjoyed her. I enjoyed her, you know, the Bianca Belair stuff. And again, it was so different because there were fans there then, you know what I mean? Um, she brought a star level to NXT and the women are tremendous, obviously. We, we know that. But um, as much as I love the NXT women's division, Charlotte is a bigger star than, than all of them. So her being there makes the presence of the NXT women's division even more. Um, so no, I, I, th I thought it was a great, great, uh, time for her in NXT for the little time that she was there. I think, um, she was very impactful, um, and she could have kept the title longer. Um, so, but no, I, I thought, but it was a great time to put EO and put her in the spot that she's in now, um, as you know, other than Reigns, I guess you could say McIntyre, I don't know, but EO might be the most dominant champion in it, you know, in the WWE right now. Um, so so yeah, no, I, I think Charlotte's time in NXT was was tremendous. I really, I really, really enjoyed it actually. Now with uh, Charlotte and Becky both being on the shelf for the majority of 2020, the big star on Monday Night Raw was Oscar, and she's one of the people who I would have to say is one of the contenders for wrestler of the female wrestler of the year. Unfortunately, though, with no fans and the way that she kind of. Some people would say, you know, she was gifted the title with, you know, she did win money in the bank, but with the way, you know, with uh, Becky, you know, with the pregnancy and basically she, she, uh, she basically didn't win the title by beating Becky. What did you think of her year with kind of basically half the year? She really didn't defend the title. She was stuck in, you know, tag team matches and different things. You think she had a great year because she did have the really good matches with Bailey and Sasha, or do you think, it was an okay year. How would you think of her year? But especially the fact that her character work being actually now being more on the mic and different things. What would you say? Yeah, I mean, I love Oscar, right? Like um, I, she's, I mean, I don't, I, I mean, we could say who the best wrestler in the world is, but I think she's kind of is at the top of the list, whether she's one, two or three, right? I mean, her, I mean, she carried, she's carried the Raw Women's Division for since Becky left. Charlotte hasn't been there. 
Um, you know, obviously Bailey and Sasha were there, but Sasha and Bailey were kind of on SmackDown too when they were doing stuff. I mean, you know, she's had to carry that division basically on her back. There was no other real star for her to go against on a consistent basis. You know, I know you had Bailey and Sasha there, but they were kind of, you know, they had the tag titles too. Um, so it really was kind of up to Asuka. And then obviously we, you know, toward the end of the year, we had Sasha and Bailey going, going against each other. So it, it's been not an easy year for Asuka. And I think that shows you how, how good she actually is, um, that she has done so, so good um, on Raw with being the only person. But I do think it takes some shine away from her because I do think the idea that she didn't have a great feud. She had great matches with Bailey, great matches with Sasha, the Kyrie saying thing, but and maybe you could say the Bailey feud and Bailey and Sasha against her were was a great feud. I don't know that I would I would I would say that necessarily, but um, you know one could say that. Um, so I I don't I don't know that Asuka had that you know amazing feud that lasted for months that that really vaulted her to the you know top performer because of that. Um, I think she's had to kind of carry some of this on her on her shoulders. So the other person on Monday Night Raw who spent the majority of the year on SmackDown, but who would be, I would say, in the characterization for wrestler of female wrestler of the year would be, and not because of her in-ring work, but because of her character work, who I think has been on another level, especially with the stuff that she's had in the second half of the year with The Fiend, is Alexa Bliss. Her in-ring work has always been her, not her strong suit, but the stuff she's done as a gimmick and her promos and everything else has been on another level. What, what do you think of her year so far as a whole? I mean, she hasn't wrestled. So, but you know, what you there know? Is, I mean, parts of the game is what you do yeah, but one part of the game she doesn't do, one part of the game she hasn't done. So, I, I can't put her, I can't put her in a category any of these, any of these women we're mentioning. Okay. Um, she's been great in the role that she's had. Um, I think she's been spectacular in a role that she's had. She's great on the mic. We know that. But um, in terms of female wrestlers of the year, I mean, I couldn't put her in the category of any of these, any of these women. Um, but in terms of what she, what she's done with what she's been given, I think she's been spectacular at it and she's been very entertaining. Okay. I mean, I would agree with you on that. I mean, as of right now in our quick votes so far, she's had uh, two votes. I mean, right. Um, <clears throat> The person who's leading uh, the vote right now with five right off the bat, who we'll talk about next, is Bailey, who uh, held the title for over, I believe, over 300 days, actually almost 400 days. Uh, she was the PWI Wrestler of the Year. Um, she basically was the face of SmackDown. I would say that other than, you know, Io Shirai, at least for the WWE, I think she's mostly had the best, mostly the best year for a female wrestler. Um, I think it would be hard for WWE-wise to think of her, anyone besides her or Io Shirai. So maybe I'm kind of showing my hand who I think are the 1A, 1B, at least for the WWE-wise. What's your thoughts on Bailey as, you know, rest of the year and her year so far? Yeah, I mean, Bailey has to be, she has to be up there, um, you know, if not number one, number two. Um the work that she's done, um, you know, her mic work has been very good. 
uh, her in-ring work. I mean, she's been wrestling. You know, now she's wrestled some good opponents with Nikki Cross and, and things like that. But she's, you know, had to wrestle a lot of different opponents. She had a, she had a good match with Tamina on the pay-per-view. She wrestled Naomi. I mean, she wrestled Naomi a bunch. So she's had to wrestle some women on SmackDown who were not, you know, to her caliber. Um, and she's had good matches. I mean, when's the last time you wa- you watched a Bailey match? And you're like, that wasn't a good match. Yeah. I mean, she. I mean, she always puts on good performances. Um, so yeah, I mean, she, she. I mean, she'd have to be number one or number two for me um, for female wrestler of the year. Her match with Sasha, that Hell in a Cell match, was great. I do think that feud um, left a little bit to be desired. I don't know if that was on Sasha and Bailey. I don't know if that was on the writing team on creative, but um, it was a good feud. It just wasn't a great feud, but Bailey was awesome all year long. She really was. So yeah, I mean, there's not much else I can say. She was, she was absolutely fantastic. Uh, There's not better, better wrestlers in the world, female or male than her. I mean, just the consistency of her performances, you know, um, I mean, that match where she had against Tamina was a really good match. And I'm not saying Tamina's terrible. She's a veteran. She's been around for a long time. Oh, she's but but I, she's not bad. But I think that with the right opponent, if she doesn't have the right opponent, it could be not good. Um, and Bailey helped her, you know, to a, a very, very good match. You know, you talk about, and I know whatever, we're talking about 2020, but you go back to N- Nia Jack's best matches in NXT, or on the main right there with her, undoubtedly. So yeah, Bailey is just spectacular. Absolutely, and you know what? And as we're talking about Alexa Bliss, her gimmick being the role model, and even the turn this year, she, she went from being the quote-unquote white meat baby face, who was the fan favorite, to turning heel this year. And a lot of people thought she would never be able to be anything more than the baby face character. And she's basically what people in AEW would hope Britt Baker is. She's the total package of what Britt Baker is one half of the equation. And Bailey is the full package of what AEW would hope Britt Baker is on the promo side. You know what I mean, Jay? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I think Britt Baker, but Britt Baker is spectacular in her. Role. Oh no, I agree. I mean, she's, but, you know, she's, I mean, I mean, it, 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 it's not really a fair comparison, you know, because Britt Baker just isn't the performer that Bailey. I mean, there's just there's not many women or men that are. So I, I don't, I just don't think it's a fair comparison. I think you know, Britt Baker, like a lot of the women in AEW, need more time. They need to wrestle more matches. Uh, they need to get better. You know, how much is Britt Baker wrestling? So, you know, a lot of that comes down to reps and, and things like that. So I, I don't think that's really a fair comparison, but um, yeah, I mean, Bailey has been been absolutely tremendous. Uh, the other person on SmackDown who was on our list here is uh, Sasha Banks, who the, uh, the absolute, you know, the boss who's outside of the ring has gone mainstream with uh, the Mandalorian this past year, which doesn't count, of course, but she's become more of a star in that respect. She's great on the mic. She's had really good match, like the Hell in the Sun. Uh, uh, I wouldn't say she's great on the mic. Let's let's. Oh, oh, she's solid. She's, she's okay. She... she she's okay. She's okay. She's um, she she's fine. Okay. She does she does enough. She she does enough to get by because she's so good in the ring. She's I mean, 
she will go down as one of my all-time favorite um, female wrestlers. Maybe one of my all-time favorite favorite wrestlers. I think she just wrestles such good matches. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, it's like Bailey and Sasha are just, and Asuka are just on another level. And I think Charlotte is great. I don't think Charlotte is where they are, only because Charlotte sometimes has not great matches, um, occasionally where those three are just so consistent every time out they're just wrestling their matches are just great and sasha's one of them uh just just great matches um i think her promos were she's again she's she's gotten better she's gotten way better than where she was before um but sometimes she still struggles um but yeah she's a star her matches are great i mean that match against carmella that's one of carmella's best matches she's ever had Right. And a lot of that was due to Sasha and it was due to Carmelo's improvement, obviously, as well. But a lot of that was due to Sasha. So, um, yeah, she's absolutely spectacular. um, And and she's right up there in terms of the the top women in the company, top women in pro wrestling, top wrestlers in wrestling. Agreed. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see where they go. And we'll talk about a little bit more as we go along where they are in the in the long run uh and i guess there was actually one more person on the list from smackdown who i'm not sure how we judge because she was off tv for part of the you know for a a chunk of the year but bianca belair and the stuff she did the first half of the year in nxt with the royal rumble with her performance and what she's done since going on to smackdown i think is an interesting case i don't think she's in that top tier but i think what she can do going forward makes her an interesting case on where she could be, you know, in the future. So I think her name getting out there, but I don't, like I said, I don't think she's ready to be considered for this year's wrestler of the year, but I think her beginning of her year and the end, I think, you know, shows she does have promise. She's got a long way to go to get to any of those three women, you know, Oscar Bailey or Sasha or Charlotte. She has a lot of Tony Storm, I mean, she's got a, a real long way to go. Um, and she's on the main roster. And so sometimes booking is a little dicey. So I think I think it's going to be hard for her to, I mean, this year, or 2021, there's no way she'll be up there. Um, and in a couple of years, possibly. But I think a lot of her performance is going to come down to one, her continued improvement in the ring, which I think she'll do. It sounds like she's a hard worker. She's super bright. She's got charisma. Like she's going to be great. But a lot of this is going to come down to her booking and how much they trust her um, and how much they do of her more than just her, you know, saying she's the EST. Um, What other layers to her character develop? And then how good in the ring does she develop? You know, can she carry... um, eventually carry women who are not as good as her to matches or does she have to continue to be carried um you know all those things are going to kind of come into play with her in terms of a you know a prospect or you know whatever obviously i mean i mean she's the greatest she's i mean she's probably the best athlete in pro wrestling i mean maybe not you know i mean obviously her husband's pretty pretty good athlete too but when you combine when you, when you combine strength and and power and speed and I mean she's a track athlete she can jump out of the gym she can lift up I mean she is just a 
ridiculous athlete. And she's got a lot of charisma. You know, they do a good job with her on Talking Smack. She's on Talking Smack all the time. Um, she seems like a really sweet person. So, uh, you know, they did a good job in NXT of playing, like talking about how she came up and, you know, being on a track team in college. And I hope they do more of that in SmackDown, uh, talking about her past and what she's done in the past to get to this point. Um, so, yeah, I mean, she is the dream for WWE, right? Absolutely. WWE gets a an athlete out of college who I don't be, think Bianca Belair has had any experience before WWE. So, kind, you know, an athlete, a pure athlete, and they train her and they build her up to the superstar that she is now. So that that's 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 the dream, right? So um, we'll see where she kind of continues, but obviously the the sky's the the sky is the limit if she's booked right. <laughs> oh yeah. So like, yeah, she's she's got all the ability in the world. So every week, you know, we say that our favorite favorite night of the week is is Wednesday, and there's a couple of people on the Wednesday. Wednesday shows that I would say you would characterize for a wrestler of the year. I think, I think there's one. I think there's, I think there's literally one. You, you give me more than one. I think there's Re- wrestler. I'm talking about having good, consistent matches throughout the year. Yeah. I think there's a couple. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm all ears. All right, I mean, I, like I said, I've already said who I think my wrestler of the year well, go ahead. Just go. Go ahead with these other with the, the other people who are trying to tell me. All right. So, Yosha Rai, of course, is the obvious one. So we'll start with her. Yeah. Oh, I thought. Oh, I was thinking AEW. That's my bad. I I will I will take I will take the hit for that. Right, I was thinking. With- I was thinking of. I was thinking of AEW, not uh, NXT. Yes. Right, you, you were- a- Do you want to start with AEW? We can start with AEW and get save the yeah, best. Yeah. Yeah. Because AEW, I think there's just one. All right. I mean, I had a. I had a. Well, I was gonna. I had couple of people for aw but all right uh yeah because it's also you know we're highlighting the the best of the best of people but all right uh i had the three i had three people i had thunder rosa who is aw slash nwa all right i had sheeta who's their champion then i had Britt baker i was highlighting the three all of them. right oh so okay we'll, we'll kind of go one by one um sheeta has been great she's wrestled great matches um, the Abaddon thing has been a little bit strange toward the end of the year here. And I think she's really been hurt by the fact that she hasn't had the level of opponent consistently um, to kind of challenge her. Um, Thunder Rosa and Nyla Rose have really been good for her, but some of her, she's had, she's had to wrestle a lot of opponents that are not even, they don't, you know, sniff her level. Gotcha. Um, Britt Baker has been as a, she's been, now, if you want to put Britt Baker as the most entertaining wrestler of the year, I think she might be that. I mean, that waiting room thing, and everyone should, I encourage everyone, if you're, if you're listening to our show, to watch AW Dark. Don't watch all three hours. It's mostly squash matches. But she does this waiting room uh, show every week. I think, I don't know if it's every week, but. It is every week. Uh, yeah. It is every week. Okay. So I watched this week with um, SCU and I, I, I usually, I usually miss a week or two. I saw the acclaimed on there. It is gold. It's like comedy gold. It is so fucking funny, Corey. It's so funny. Um, every week I'm like dying laughing and I think everybody would laugh. I don't think it's just like a corny wrestling thing. I think it's like, she's funny on there. Yeah. So she's great. Um, her storyline with Big Swole was interesting until they had a match, and then right. and, that, and and that's where Brit, that's that's Britt Baker's thing, 
is she's great until the match. Mm-hmm. And and, that, and that's where she falls flat. And Thunder Rosa, I, I ab- absolutely, I will, I will, I will take another L for Thunder Rosa. I totally forgot about her because I was thinking about her in the NWA, but um, she's been she's been up there too, and she's been amazing. Unfortunately for her, um, she was kind of gone for a little bit. I know they did the N, you know NWA pay per views, but like we weren't really watching those like that, so she was kind of gone for a little bit. Um, on television um, and it's been a little bit kind of stop and start with her with the NWA title and then she's going for the AEW title um, but I think they're kind of hitting their stride with her a little bit now um, with her cutting promos now and her talking more and the fact that she's more entrenched in AEW I think she's kind of now an AEW wrestler mm-hmm. so yeah um, she's obviously tremendous I'm, I've, I've been a big fan of hers for you know, since she started appearing on NWA, um, I, I think, and she's got an MMA background. Um, you know, she's she's Latinx. I mean, she's got everything you could want um, in terms of in ring work, and she's getting better on the mic. I mean, she's one who could be if she's booked right. The problem is AEW is going to have to get have some women for her to wrestle. But if they do book her right. Like if she was on if she was on the main roster of WWE if she was in NXT, easily could be the female superstar of the year. E- very easily. I just think the lack of other talent is is what's really going to hold her back. I I could I see all your points there. I mean, I think you know Britt Baker has one half of what it takes to be a star. The other half, you know, that's and, and probably the most and probably the most important half, being entertaining and being good in promos and and and. You know, having the audience be emotionally connected to you is probably more important than being amazing in the ring. But she's got to she's got to do better at getting that. But it's going to be hard. She's busy. She's a dentist. She tells you every week. Um, but you need, you know, they've talked about this, and Jim Ross has talked about this, and people talk shit about him. But you need reps, right? You need to wrestle a lot to get better. And Britt Baker's wrestling once a couple times a month, maybe. You know, it's hard to, to get better when you're not wrestling all the time. Then you're relying on spots and things like that. And it gets harder. So um, I, I, I think she's going to always be entertaining. I think she's always going to be great in terms of that stuff. Um, but I think her matches are going to fall flat. But again, she's going against Thunder Rose in this feud. So. I think that could be a, a really, really fantastic match. But they've, they've got to figure out some women in the, like, mid-card who she can wrestle to and continue to improve. Uh, yeah, and, and I think that's, uh, and we'll just very quickly on that, I think that's one of the beauties of AEW Dark. I think they're going to be able to find some of these enhancement matches. I think they're going to be able to find some of the people for the future of to find people. So I think that's where we could get interesting and see where that goes. And... I think she just had a very good year. Um, I, and I think that, she, especially like listening to some interviews that she's done, she's only been doing this for, you know, not that long of a period of time. I think Thunder Rosa, you know, from where she started as a couple of years ago, I think she's gotten very good. I mean, I think the idea that she's done outside of the, of NWA with Mission Pro Wrestling, with helping training people now at the school with jazz, I think that's been very interesting. Um, I think that where we see things going in the next year 
especially with, you know, Britt and Thunder where they have their match and where they go forward, if they go back to Sheeta with that feud. I think there's a lot of interesting stuff where they can go with those three women and maybe, you know, I don't think she's where we go in the future with Nyla and other people if Rio comes back. I think the women's division can grow as, you know, restrictions continue to go and maybe AEW gets better in the next year. So we'll see how that goes, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I, think, I think Nyla Rose has a lot of potential too. Um, you know, I she she really needs a good opponent though. <laughs> she needs to go against really good people no, or, else, or, else it's, or else it's really a struggle for her. But I think, you know, with Nyla Rose, uh, just really quickly, I think one of the things I think was her detriment was them putting her with Vicky Guerrero. I, she's good on the mic. She's like, I'm a terrifying beast and I will kill you. That's all she needs to do. That's all she needs to say. And then she goes out and does it. They don't need uh, uh, her, you know, they don't need a, a gimmick person to say, you know, do excuse me and, and, and whatever. Like, they don't need that. So I, I think that was a mistake by AEW. They want to give everybody a manager and some people you could use a manager. Um, and some people are not can just use them, but are elevated by them. And FTR's thing, Tully Blanchard's promo was, was awesome this week. And then some people are kind of like hampered by it, which I think is Nyla Rose's case. Yeah, it's a shame. I guess they, they became friends backstage and I guess just felt like two of them together might have worked. But, you know, sometimes it doesn't. But uh, going back to NXT, the other half of our the Wednesday Night Delight, I picked three people for this. I mean, you could have picked, you know, 17 people. Maybe not uh, indie wrestling, which was I thought was hysterical last night, but uh, we support <laughs> indie wrestling. <laughs> we support them. I mean, yeah, it was just the it was just the weird. I mean, those segments are just the weirdest shit, man. You either kind of love them or they're just real weird wrestling. Like, like my wife would look at these segments and be like, "What is this shit?" Yeah. And like, I totally get it. Mm-hmm. And it is a total dorky wrestling thing. And they're really dumb, but they are very, very funny. But anyway. So, but the three people I chose, and Jay, if there's someone else who you you, you thought we should have put it in, uh, you could say, but uh, Io Shirai, of course, who I think uh, should win this, but I don't think she will because I unfortunately put her, you know, at the bottom of the, the list by accident here. Uh, Io, Rhea Ripley, and Candice LeRae. Yeah, I think I think they're all pretty good. Um, I think there's probably nobody. I think, you know, Dakota Kai can get some love. I think Tegan Knox before an injury could get some love. I right. think Sashi I think Sashi Blackheart, who's like, you know, she's I just I love I love everything about her, her gimmick, who she is. I was just thinking and, I, I, the I whole thing. No, 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 I, I agree, I agree. I'm just giving them love. I don't think they're. I don't think they're there. But I'm just kind of giving them love. Um, I mean, EO would have to be, you know, num- I mean, one A, one B. Um, you know, out of the Wednesday night, uh, on Wednesday nights, she'd be number one. Uh, maybe you know. So she's been absolutely tremendous. I think she's and she's talking more in English. I don't know if she knew this level of English before, or if she's like learned it, but. I think she can talk enough in English to get herself over because her character is so good. And NXT has done such a great thing with her where they do these vignettes with her where she's speaking in Japanese and she's putting herself over. It's just, I don't think they would do that in the main roster. They would have her do the Asuka talking Japanese thing and then no, no one really knows what she's saying. And it, it would be like that. 
but what they do with her, how they highlight her and make her feel like a star. Like when she was like uh, uh, yesterday, she's like, she told the guy, play my music and she just came out. Like that's that's a star can do that, right? Like, like you know, um, so I, I think the way what NXT's done and how they booked her and how everybody's going after her, that's a, that's a star. When everybody wants to beat you for the, your title, that means you're number one. Um, Tony Storm, Ripley, now Mercedes Martinez. I, I think what they've done with her has been tremendous. And that, that's how you book a champion. For everybody else watching, okay, every other company watching, that's how you book a champion. The way they book Eel. So she's been great. Um, Ripley had a great run at the beginning. I think probably the match she had with Charlotte at WrestleMania was probably the best match uh, in WrestleMania. So, um, you know, she's been great this year. Um, uh, Raquel Gonzalez, some love to Raquel Gonzalez too. Uh, and Candice LeRae, I don't think she's had the level of matches um, that, that Rhea Ripley or EO has, have had. But as a character, you know, as a heel character, what she's done with her, with her heel turn, I think she's been tremendous as well. Yeah, like I said, it's been a great year for NXT, especially which you've said multiple times that NXT, if they wanted to, could just be an all women's product. And I think it maybe I don't know if it would have as many people watch as they do, you know, now, but it could carry itself as a woman's brand. And I would watch it every week on its own just for that. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. I mean, the they do some good stuff with, with the men and they certainly have. But I think the most compelling stuff they do in general is with the women. Yep. Um, in general, not not always, obviously. Um, you know, like I love what they did with Kyler Riley and Finn Balor going back to their last match. I mean, they do some good things. But I mean, Rhea Ripley against Raquel Gonzalez. It, that's the. I mean, that's the most kind of potentially compelling feud in NXT. I think so. Um, yeah, and 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 NXT, NXT books the women like they're like they're a big part of the show i feel like when AEW books women's segments it's like oh well we got the women's segments and jr spending half the time just trying to put over how great of athletes these women are we're like that's not what's happening in nxt they're just they're they're as important as the men are and they're not just like a supplemental part they are the part and um you know i think nxt does a better a, a much better job of, of doing that than AEW. But also to in AW's defense, they don't have that level of talent. Now you could say that's AW's fault to a certain extent, but you know, maybe, maybe not. Like it'd be hard to get that sort of that sort of roster um, that NXT has. So, so yeah, I, I think that that's that's a big part of why these women are. Uh, that's why we name we can name three, four, five women on NXT that have done so well because of how they're booked. Absolutely. And the two other people that you, you have to put on the list and hopefully they'll get some more buzz as a result of this, hopefully crossover between AW and Impact Wrestling. The woman who we spoke about at the very beginning of the show, Deanna Perrazzo, who basically was lost in the NXT system and Jordan Grace, who both had really good years. Jordan Grace, the year before, had a very good year with her feud with Tessa Blanchard, but once Tessa Blanchard left, she was able to shine more the first half of the year. And when Dina Perrazzo be, uh, was released, she shined, they gave her a shot to uh, have faith in her and put the spotlight. And as the virtuoso, she has really shined in the 
second half of this year. And I don't think she'll get the votes because Impact isn't known as a major brand, you know, being on Access TV and the stench of it, you know, over the you know last you know decade basically. But Dina Perrazzo, you knowing having you know watched the second half of the year, she's been a revelation since she's you know come over. Yeah, she's been good. Um, I enjoyed the Jordan Grace feud. Um, I think you know things kind of got messed up with the Kylie Ray thing, obviously because Kylie Ray retired. So I think and now she's going against Sue Young, and Sue Young has got the Undead Bride thing. So it's been a little bit wonky toward the end of the year here, but I think she's been great. I just want to give some love to uh, Randy Hammond on our uh, the Facebook group, who's who's um, talking about Britt Baker. Um, mm-hmm. He noted, you know, she's a great character, um, and talked about how you know the being entertaining thing is way more important than um, the in ring stuff. And, and he highlighted that Hogan, Austin, Rock, Cena were not the best in ring guys. I think Austin was spectacular. Uh, the other three guys, I think I, I would agree with him, but. Yeah, and just that, just that, uh, just that idea. Um, and he, Randy's a co-host of the Audible, um, uh, which you can check out. What day is that? Is that on court? On Tuesdays. On Tuesdays. Okay. Um, so a football show. So yeah, um, I I think that obviously that that's that's an important part, and being entertaining is important, and it's why I think the 2021 female wrestler of the year could be Sashi, because I think she very much is who she is, and she's very entertaining. And she's very good on the mic. And I think she speaks to a certain uh, you know, member of the audience and, and could do you know, some really, really good things uh, down the line. As far as impact goes, I agree with Deanna Peraza. It's, it's, I, we don't need to get on the impact too much because I, 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 don't know, I don't know how much of our audience uh, watches some of them. But sure. um, I would say over the last six months when I've been watching it more, definitely Deanna Peraza. But just in general, they, they, they do a good job um, with their women's division. But I, I don't know if there's been... Other than Deanna Peraza, there's been one standout person. I think Kyla Ray had a chance to be that, but unfortunately, um, she she had to retire. So, so yeah, definitely. But but there's some impact women that if they book them strong, they could they could really be there uh, uh, next year, and hopefully they'll get more spotlight spotlight with AEW. So uh, quickly, uh, one of the other categories you put up there, we'll do this very fast. Uh, who is the breakout female star of uh, the COVID era so far? The people on there were Thunder Rosa. Britt Baker, Kara Hogan, who I wanted to give a little bit of shine because since uh, leaving NWA, I think she's had a great, great debut being part of the tag team. Dana Peraza, uh, Raquel Gonzalez, and Shotzi Blackheart, who two people I think next year could be two of the biggest stars in uh, NXT if they don't go up to the main roster. Uh, Jay, I saw you voted for uh, Thunder Rosa. Who, yeah. Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker right now both have two votes. I haven't voted yet. I think I would vote for... Uh, Dina Peraza because of what she's done, you know, with the resurgence since leaving NXT. Yeah, I think but, uh, I think I think it's hard, right? Like we just don't watch her enough on TV, and I, I, I and and it's hard to say, oh, you know, we're being the 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 marks for AW and NXT, but it's hard. You think about like Raquel Gonzalez and what she's done, um, and I I might put her down as as the breakout star. That's very popular. Um, you know, breakout star in terms of like Thunder Rose has been wrestling for a long time. I think she has, she either has or had her own promotion. She, she just not fishing pro wrestling yet. We just didn't know about her, you know. Whereas Raquel Gonzalez, I think is is more kind of uh, I don't know that she's a veteran of the business. 
Um, so she's a little bit more out of nowhere. So, but any of the women you can give it to are well-deserving. It's like, um, you know, just so you guys know, we've talked about this. I do sports betting. Um, and I'm trying to figure out how to bet on most improved player in the NBA. And how do you, like, how do you bet on that? You bet on Durant because he was out for last year. Do you bet on someone who actually gets incrementally better? Same thing with breakout. Like, how do you do breakout? Is it someone who's new to us? Is it someone who improved over last year? That can be kind of a hard thing to figure out. So really that's up to the eye of the beholder, but any of those women you mentioned are, are absolute breakout stars for sure. Uh, another thing was uh, female a match of the year. And for those who watch Shine and Shimmer, we're only doing US, US only based. Cause like I said, even though there will be a match from Shimmer, I believe, or uh, on Wrestle Kingdom in two weeks. Unfortunately, neither me or Jay really have had a chance to watch any uh, Japanese wrestling females this year. Hopefully, in the coming years, we'll have a chance. But a couple that I put up there was Io Shirai versus Rhea Ripley from earlier this month. Uh, it's one of the standout matches I know is late in the year. Uh, Bailey versus Sasha from Hell in the Cell. Thunder Rosa versus uh, Pr uh, Priscilla Kelly, which... I had a chance to see. I don't think Jake got a chance to uh, watch it. It was on uh, on the Shockwave a couple of weeks ago. Most people thought it was one of the best matches of the year. Uh, Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox from NXT TakeOver Portland. Io Shirai, Rhea Ripley versus and uh, Charlotte Flair from In Your House. Nyla Rose versus, uh, Harik, uh, versus Sheeta, Double or Nothing. And I guess you could have put, which I forgot about, Charlotte versus uh, Rhea Ripley from uh, WrestleMania this past year. You, you also could have put Allison K against Thunder Rosa earlier uh -huh. uh, in the year as well. So, that was yeah, that was a really good match. There, there, was, a, there, was, a, there was a bunch. Um, so I, I put e, I put EO and Rhea Ripley because of recency bias. Mm -hmm. I also, you know, just being frank, I just saw that match. Sure. I also, it was one of those matches where I really thought they could have Rhea Ripley win the match. So I really didn't think, oh, EO's definitely going to win this. And I love matches like that. Um, so I was really compelled by not knowing who was going to win the match. Um, where the Mania match with Charlotte and Rhea Ripley, I, I knew, you know, they always have Charlotte. Charlotte wins. Default, default mode is Charlotte wins. So I figured Charlotte would win. I think that the EO-Rhea match, I really wasn't sure who was going to win. There were a bunch of near falls. Um, yeah, so that's... I mean, that'd be the match um, I would give, but I think, you know, you could have done Thunder Rosa against Sheeta um, in one of the last pay-per-views. Um, you know, there's, there's a, just a, a bunch of, a bunch of different matches you could have, you could have had uh, the triple threat match. I thought was good, but I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't put the triple threat match. I had the hell in a cell match. I don't know if it was the best match, but those women took the scariest fucking bumps. <laughs> I mean, I thought one of them was, I thought for sure one of them was going to get a concussion. I mean, it wasn't, you know, when Sasha, Sasha takes these bumps, man. And I feel like she's going to be like, like they're like Sashi Blackheart. Like, yeah. I feel like she's going to, you know, um, it was the, the absolutely the scariest bumps I've ever seen from a match. I was terror. I was like scared <laughs> watching for the women. Um, but the match was a, a great, great match. So, um, I would have put that match in there too, but I think that match was a little bit more predictable. Um, figure Sasha would kind of overcome her demons and, and, and win the match. But um, yeah, I'd say Eon Rhea for me was the, was the top one. Yeah. I mean, I think I would have gone with a three-way match at, in your house. I think that 
kind of was, especially with the dive by EO. And even though as much as I went and killed earlier in the episode, Charlotte for not taking the pin and not putting anybody over, I just think EO truly looked like a star that night. And she's had such a good title run since then. And I think that was just the building block. So I think that was the big moment for EO. And I think she just, I think she's been, you know, most likely the wrestler of the year. And that was her moment. And I think that built everything going forward. So I think that was most likely. And you could have put, and I totally forgot about what I'm saying right now, Candice versus EO was, you could, well, last year, I think they had the match of the year. I think their, uh, was I think it was uh, their match earlier this year, I think was maybe could have been the match of the year on NXT with the, uh, the, the uh, ladder match. I don't know if you remember that match. That was spectacular as well. Candice Lorraine EO. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great match too. I mean, there were uh, there, there were a lot. I mean, there were there were really a lot and for the pandemic and all the stuff that happened and you know, Becky not being there, um who's had just tremendous matches. Um for the, you know, th- this has been a, a really good year of women's wrestling. Um for even all the stuff that's kind of happened. Absolutely. So, uh looking looking to the future here for a few moments. The the Usually my favorite night of the year besides Wrestle Kingdom is the Royal Rumble. This will be, I think, year four of the, uh, the Women's Royal Rumble. Uh, you got I think you'll have most likely two, uh, two title matches, most likely. Uh, they could go with uh, the Charlotte Oscar match, or uh, they wait for WrestleMania for that. But I think that you're going to most likely have Sasha versus Bailey or Sasha versus Carmella. Or you know Sasha or Sasha versus uh, Bianca Belair, you know, as as your match on the SmackDown side. I think those would be your three ideas for that. But I, I think the interesting thing is beyond the matches for the Royal Rumble, is who wins it? Who wins it? I, 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 the matches are whatever. A lot of times these matches don't affect anything. If anyone remembers Bob Holly against Brock Lesnar years ago, oftentimes these Royal Rumble matches don't really. They're great matches, and it's and it's really cool because. Generally, they give these singles matches longer time because you have the Royal Rumble, which is an hour, and then you have these singles matches, and they get to kind of stand out a little bit more. Um, you know, I still think the triple threat match with Rollins, Lesnar, and Cena, which is one of my all-time favorite matches. Um, but I think who wins these Royal Rumbles? I, you know, I, I really, I, I think, excuse me. I mean, they're already saying Carmella is going to go against Sasha again. I think. They might be having a rematch. It might be this week. It might be this Friday. Um, uh, no, uh, this Friday is the uh, it, it's going to be a three way uh, tag team match with um, Oscar and Charlotte versus Belair and Sasha and Carmella and Bailey. Okay, so maybe they do. A, they have a rematch at Laura Rumble then. Um, and you know, for Oscar and uh, Oscar and Charlotte, maybe they they felt they go against Blackheart and Nia again. Oh, who cares? I think what happens after this is interesting. I think Oscar and Charlotte's pretty set in stone. Um, I do think Sasha is going to be the one to hold the title. Is it? A, I think it's going to be some type of triple threat. Um, I, I I could see Bianca Belair getting in there. Um, I don't think Carmella will be there. Um, Bailey. I, Bailey's should be there, but they can't just do Sasha Bailey again, and they can't do Oscar Charlotte again. They're gonna have to do some different flavor um, on version of this than we've seen, and that could be a way to elevate a Bianca Belair or elevate, you know, 
who knows? I mean, we haven't seen Nikki Cross in a long time, and I think she's spectacular too. So, um, you know, we'll see. I, I, I think Raw is going to be a bit more straightforward maybe, and I think um, SmackDown, they're going to kind of try to get cute a little bit. Could we see uh, a Rhea Ripley, you know, lose, a, lose this feud to Raquel and go up to the main roster and be a surprise winner of the, uh, the, Royal, the Royal Rumble? Could we see, you know... Uh, Sashi, can we see? I mean, the Candice LeRae is, you know, kind of now in this feud with, in this stable with the Ray. Uh, yeah, the- yeah, I think Rhea Ripley would be no. the per- Rhea Ripley would be the the the, the person, um, and maybe maybe EO, like an EO Oscar WrestleMania match. <laughs> oh, I mean that'd be that'd be amazing. Um, but also the idea that they don't want to do two Japanese women against each other when they're English. Is, is not great and you know you know they've got to speak English they've got to speak the language of America you know there's that whole thing with Vince so who knows who knows but uh, I think that match would be just amazing so of course it's uh, too soon for a re- I'm sorry to interrupt too soon for uh, a return of Becky Lynch oh abso- absolutely but uh, uh, we got the big name which you know keep on being rumors that She's not going to AEW because they don't they don't like the her attitude and they want to keep a happy happy locker room. But could we see Royal Rumble and just shut to the top because of the name value of her father, Tessa Blanchard? Could we see her? You know, get well. The, well, wouldn't be the name value of her father It'd be because she's. Well, I mean, just the fact. Yeah, you know, yeah. People might know her name, but I mean. Uh, and if that's the case, I, is it is that the big is the biggest match you can do with her is Flair versus Blanchard though. So maybe Charlotte wins up. Maybe Charlotte wins the title at Royal Rumble then. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> but how would the fans respond to that? Do people know about Tessa Blanchard? I mean, how hard is that? I mean, how hard would that story be to do? I mean, you could do. A, I mean, I know that you can't have. Uh... Well, it's less about doing the story, but it's more about what people care about the story. People don't know who she is yet, so they're going to be spending all this time in TV trying to make her make her relevant. Two you know, months of promos and uh, pa- you know, highlight packages of stuff, and you know you could. Where are they gonna get? Where are they gonna get their highlight packages from? She was on one May Young Classic. She wrestled one match, probably the best match of the whole tournament. By the way, um, I think it was against EO. I forget who it was, but she it was the best match of the tournament. But they don't have that. They don't have that much to say. To they don't have that much information on her. I, I don't know. I mean. Is she a big enough star? Like, if if there was a crowd, um, would the crowd? I'll ask you. If there was a crowd, right? And she came out and won this. Now, tr- try to think not of smart Mark wrestling fan right. who does a podcast every week, thinking about it from just whatever standpoint. Do you think the crowd would have a big pop for her, or do you think they'd be like, mm, "I don't, who is she? What does she do? What, what does she do here?" Um, and just the fact that you have to think about it like that is why she shouldn't win it. The idea that you even have to like think about that is why she shouldn't win it. Now she's great. I think you could have a match. I think I think she'd be a great person to bring in after. WrestleMania, and now, then you start a pro- then, you, then you start a program with her, and maybe maybe you have a program with her and Charlotte, 
and Charlotte's not the champion and not then, then you can do that stuff. But the marquee match at WrestleMania, these women's matches are not like, um, you know, just there now. They're marquee matches. I, I don't, I don't know. Now joining now a, a new name to the chat, um, welcoming uh, to the wrestling life. Calum uh, Church put in two comments. Uh, we have Charlotte would get nuclear heat. The women's rumble will be won by either Charlotte or Ripley. The other option will be return of Ronda for Ronda versus Charlotte. And we spoke about for a moment, you know, before we went on the air about maybe a return of Ronda Rousey. She made some, you know, comments, you know, about how her, the one thing she truly hated about being here was, you know, WWE was being on the road, but, you know, they're just coming from uh, basically Florida right now. So there wouldn't be a road schedule. I mean, there are constant rumors that, you know, she's been trying to get pregnant. We don't know if she is pregnant. We haven't really seen her that much. You know, I, I know she has a fighter in the UFC, which she manages, but. Does she? That's, I didn't know that. That's cool that she has that. But, you know, what about Ronda Rousey? She's a huge star. I mean, her coming in for a couple of dates, getting mainstream publicity. I mean, I'm sure the workers wouldn't love the fact that, you know, just another part-time person coming in and stealing the spotlight. But, I mean, it, bring, it would bring in, you know. I mean, I mean, fuck, I mean, fuck them, right? Like, what are we doing here? I mean, no offense to, to Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot, who I, you know, I love Ruby Riot. She's fantastic. But, I mean, Ronda Rousey is a star. I mean, what are we doing here? Um... Yeah, I mean, Rousey could absolutely, I mean, it, it would make a lot of sense. It would make a lot of sense. I mean, you know, it'll be April. They'll, they'll hope to have some people have the vaccine by then. Um, so maybe they could have, it can't be 80,000 people. I don't know that we're going to see that for a really long time. But, you know, they could have, you know, a bunch of fans in an arena. It's Florida. <clears throat> It is Florida, but I think even Florida is, you know, I mean, they can't have 20,000 people there yet. Dumb, dumb, right. Um, yeah, maybe. But um, I, I, I mean, it would be, it would be interesting. It would really be interesting if it was Rousey. Um, would she make for the best match? No. Um, but, you know, they do all this training shit in secret. And the fact that there's less people around because of the pandemic, um, there might it might even be more secretive whether she's still whether she's training, um, but also she could be with child, you know. So we don't know. Um, but that would certainly be interesting, interesting speculation. Um, but man, ugh, I would not want it to be Charlotte against Rousey. I really wouldn't. I really would not. Um, I think her against Asuka, who Asuka, you know, you know, kind of uh, tailors herself as a submission specialist with Rousey's MMA background. Um, you could easily say Rousey's like, I want to go against the best. And Asuka, you are the best. And you are the one I want to go against. And I haven't gone against you. And, you know, they could tell an interesting story, even with Asuka's like limited English, which I think she speaks better English than they, than they kind of say on TV, show on TV. But um, I think that could be an interesting story and it could be a way to elevate Asuka. You have Asuka beat her and then now, you know, so yeah, I, I think Rousey is not out of the realm of possibility if she's available, um, which we don't know, but she's definitely the biggest name they could be, bring in. I think Tessa would be a post WrestleMania person to bring in. 
night night after uh yeah. night after because because she's a night after WrestleMania person that the hardcore fans would go crazy about. Yeah, especially if there was somehow a crowd, but who knows if when, when we'll get Yeah, out. I mean by then there might be a couple thousand people, which will still be impactful. Yeah. You know, I mean if you look at NXT setup, old NXT setup, if they could have something like that, like that'd be pretty sick. Um so and they get rid of these the stupid screens and whatever, and you have five thousand fans there, um, who have been vaccinated and whatever. I mean, maybe they could do it. So our, our world could look a lot different in, in three months. So hopefully it will for the better. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Jay, I think we covered a lot of really good stuff in regards to the the year in women's wrestling, and I think we have a lot of good things looking forward to within AW. But by the way, here, here's what I'm gonna say. For everyone, anyone who's listening, if you don't like women's wrestling, um, you better, you better, you better figure your life out because women's wrestling is fire right now, and it's only going to keep growing. It really is. Um, it, it's it's spectacular. Some of the matches suck. <laughs> Quite frankly, uh, go to AW Dark. It's 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 a real it can be a real shit show. Um, but there's a lot more women coming through. A lot more women who want to be wrestlers are seeing this empowerment error of, of these women coming in i think the four horse women are you know going to be such an influential part of of women of all wrestling but particularly women's wrestling moving forward women are going to see this and say shit i could be charlotte i could be sasha i could be bailey i could be becky and i, I think you're just going to continue to see this wave of, of, of female wrestlers coming through and female wrestlers who are the athlete of like Bianca Belair and, and these, these type of women. So I think you're just going to keep seeing women's wrestling evolve uh, and continue to improve. So I'm excited about the next year. Absolutely. Jay. Um, so before we get out of here, just uh, quickly, you know, it wasn't a, I don't know if it was a great, great week in wrestling otherwise, but Jay, just, you know, quick, quick thought. Um, did you like, didn't like um, TLC? Uh, I thought the Owens-Reigns uh, match was great. I, I enjoyed TLC. I thought the Owens-Reigns match was great. I think they told a great, great story. Um, I think it put Owens over. That's a match where the reason why that match was so compelling to me is because I didn't know, I knew who was going to win, and it was still good. Um, yeah, I thought they told a great story. I think it was a tremendous, tremendous match. So I... Yeah, I very much enjoyed it. I thought the uh, AJ match was good, too. Yeah, I, I thought it was a solid show. I didn't think it was a great show, you know, but I thought it, it kept people... I mean, it's it's hard to, for those shows to be great, Corey, because we know, like, they're not going to change any of these belts, right? Like, so it's hard to have a great show when you know the outcome of all these matches, you know, basically. Yeah, I mean, I, and I guess the other big thing on the show was basically burning a man alive, you know, with the fiend. So uh, I don't know, uh, I, I guess it's supposed to get edgier. I don't know if that was- Is that edgy? Point. He killed a person on, on, on TV. Exactly. I mean, this is the shit that people make fun of wrestling fans for. Like, oh, you watch this? Yeah, I, I fucking do, I know. Yeah. I'm in a chat with like six of my buddies and we mostly talk sports and gambling and sometimes politics and we argue a lot, but um, one of my buddies posted, he's like, Hey, what's this shit about someone getting burnt alive? 
I said, I guess this is what WWE is going for. But he's the type of guy who will watch that and say, this is the dumbest shit ever. Like, I'm never going to watch this or have anybody I know watch this. Um, it, you know, ugh, I don't I, Corey, I, you burned someone alive. I don't, I don't know. I think, I think they're getting really the edge of the line here with Bray Wyatt and the supernatural stuff mm-hmm. because it's fine. I, I don't, I think it's okay, but they're getting to a point where it's like his matches are not great. I mean, his best feud was against Daniel Bryan because um, they had a good match. But I think now we're getting to the point where they, they really are going, you know, and I, I understand, you know, and they, people have talked about this. The Undertaker, Kane, they had these crazy matches, supernatural matches. Undertaker's, I mean, top five greatest character in the history of wrestling, right? And he's kind of a supernatural being. I get it. But then they still had the guy wrestle fucking matches, like regular matches. He wasn't just always a supernatural guy so I, I think they need to figure out because here's the thing you could say they did the supernatural stuff 20 years ago with undertaker and kane a lot that's a different era of wrestling than we have now like it's not the same era of wrestling these guys use their names we know where they're from we we have social media like you know doing this faking kayfabe stuff is like it, it just doesn't hold as much water to me so they, they need to figure out the kind of um, the fine line with Bray Wyatt and his supernatural stuff. Because I think they could figure it out. I just think him getting burned alive doesn't make a lot of sense. But yeah. who knows? I that being said, people that. were into it. So Well, that makes two people that aren't us. I could <laughs> I mean, say much better than, uh, much better than you. Uh, otherwise, I think that AW and NXT both said, you know, good shows. We'll talk... More about that in the weeks weeks to come. Uh, thought MLW Opera Cup final was was very good. I that was the ma- that was the match of the week. Yeah, um, I, I think Tom Lawler yeah. and Loki. Yeah, that, that, that was Tom. That was Tom Lawler's by far Tom Lawler's best match that I've ever seen him have. It was a yeah. great match. Yeah, I, uh, apparently I guess Loki uh, got a little bit hurt in that. I mean, I think he's going to be okay, but you know, so he was, I think he was legitimately hurt at the end of that match. So, um, I'm going to be interesting to see where they go, you know, with their big show on the 6th. We'll talk about that in the coming weeks. January 6th is going to be a loaded night that Wednesday where you've got a big show, the uh, New Year's Evil show. You've got the second night of uh, New Year's Smash for AEW. You've got the um, the big, you know, New Year's uh, Dash show for New Japan, which is the follow-up to Wrestle Kingdom. So that, so that Thursday, the 7th, is going to be a huge show for us, you know, basically talking about everything that happened from WrestleMania. Well, whatever. whatever we've been able to watch. Yeah. It's, it's, um, my wife, I'm going to drive my wife crazy with this, <laughs> watching hours and hours and hours of wrestling. She's like, what are, you, what, what are we doing here? Yeah. Oh. But, uh, but Jay, uh, I think we covered a lot of really good stuff. And of course, you know, some stuff we didn't get to this week, but we'll try to do better, you know, in the future. But Jay, uh, how about you let people know how they can follow us on the social medias and uh, possibly go over the schedule for the uh, the life uh, the life group? Yeah, so a life group started by uh, uh, our buddy Henry Henry Maldonado. So um, we'll talk about our twitters and stuff first, and then go over the schedule. We are at Work Shoot Pod uh, on Twitter and on Instagram. W R O K E D Shoot Pod. Uh, I've been trying to tweet a little bit more. 
And I think, you know, next Wednesday, I'm just going to kind of sit on my couch and just watch. Well, actually, it's going to be kind of crazy. Or the sixth, actually. Yeah. Six, I'll sit on my couch, watch wrestling and kind of tweet a lot. So I'm going to try to keep tweeting every now and then. Corey gets in, gets in there, too. So check us out on Twitter and on Instagram. Again, Worked Shoot Pod. Uh, leave us a review on uh, iTunes. It really helps us with, you know, moving up in terms of, um, you know, the ratings and in terms of people being able to see us. So uh, leave, a, leave a review of the show. That'd be great. And the Life Group podcasts are as follows. Monday is Dong City. So talking about baseball. I mean, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. Actually, you know, this was the slowest winter meetings season like ever. ever. I mean, Lance Lynn got traded to the White Sox. Like, that was the big move. Like, what a mess. But um, baseball is going to be interesting to see what happens and how they how they get a season moving forward. Uh, we got the Audible football podcast. Uh, Omaha, Omaha. So that's on Tuesdays. Uh, the Step Back. Um, I don't know. What what kind of shows a Step Back, Corey? You can uh, tell basketball podcast. Basketball. Okay, Step Back, Euro Step. Okay. Obviously, the NBA just started. So a lot of stuff going on with the with, with that right now. Um, let's go look at Don Chick plus 400 MVP um, work shoot wrestling podcast, which is the two of us uh, lovely gentlemen. Uh, and then on Sundays, we got another uh, baseball show called total bases. I think Henry actually, that's his, that's his show, right? Or actually, show he's, Don, he's Don city. He's Don city. That's Felipe and uh, Sean. Felipe and Sean is total bases. Okay. So you got two bait. We, we know, we know how this group really started from baseball. Clearly <laughs> we know that's totally Henry's favorite sport, but no. So you got a couple baseball, you got a basketball, you got pro wrestling, uh, you got football. So a lot of stuff going on for you guys to listen to and to take a part of um, during this holiday season. So um, check us all out. Um, some good content. Also join the groups if you can. If you're in the wrestling life group and you're like, oh, I like baseball, join the baseball life group. There's a lot, a lot of good stuff, a lot of good conversation. And I'm gonna say this, and this is this is not me putting over these um, these life groups because we're a part of them now a little bit more. Um, these are some of the best conversations I've had on Facebook with stuff because you know how Facebook can be real contentious. People want to be racist and people want to do stupid, say stupid shit. But there's usually really, really good conversation, particularly in a wrestling life group of people having debates about stuff. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's, so please join these groups. It's actually a good conversation. It's not the usual Facebook nonsense. So, um, so yeah, that's it. Thanks. And of course, where it all started, what made us come back and do this show, our sister podcast, still uh, making me feel like the superstar that I wish I was. Uh, Jay, what would that be called? You don't know Jackie! With uh, Jackie Andy and Jackie Rachel and apparently Jackie Cornelius. Uh, Well, the gimmick on the show, everyone, for you guys who may not know, is everyone's called Jackie except for Corey, and it's a comedy podcast. They make fun of Corey the whole time. I've been on it a couple times. It's a good show. You don't know Jackie. Definitely take a listen if you're into the comedy stuff. They do like pop culture stuff. So it's, it's definitely a good show to listen to. Oh, I'm Jackie Cornelius now. I, I, I actually have a Jackie name now. Oh, they shouldn't have gimmicked you. You should have kept your, you should have kept your, you should have kept your name. I give I get, I actually gimmicked myself. Uh, see, that's weak sauce. All right, go ahead. <laughs> but uh, Jay, like you said, you know, wherever you can check out podcasts, uh, check out us, check out, you don't know Jackie. And of course, check out 
all of the Life Group podcasts, which we are very proud to be part of now. And Jay, I guess uh, final topic of the week. Do you think that uh, this last week of the year, any of these shows will really be worth watching? I mean, we've got Kenny versus Phoenix. We've got, you know, the idea that maybe we might have some uh, impact wrestlers could show up. Anything in it, you know, we've got uh, Gargano versus uh, Leo, uh, not Leo Rush, I'm sorry, that would be actually interesting. We've got uh, Leon. Again, uh, <laughs> she, she's she's Leon Ruff, yeah. Leon Ruff, um, yeah. I I don't I don't know. Um, obviously, Impact's going to be another repeat. Um, I think a I think there'll be good shows. Um, I, I think I think there'll be interesting. I think yeah, I think there'll be interesting shows. Is it so? It's 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 the thirtieth, right? So it won't be New Year's Eve. Um, so it won't be like people will be traveling. Like it's it's the day before New Year's Eve. You actually are more likely to be home because you're going to party the next day. So, um, so I, I think the shows could all be be pretty interesting. I, I don't see why they why they wouldn't why they would be like throwaway shows necessarily. Um, so, so yeah, we'll see. Should be some some interesting content. I don't know that any of it will be like, oh my gosh, you know, they're not going to have you know Shaq on this. Apparently, they want to have Sting on every week now, which we talked about wasn't a good idea, but. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see how, how AEW and NXT play this. Obviously, NXT, this is all about building toward uh, their January 6th show. I mean, that's that's what this is all about. So um, Wednesday, two weeks from, from now, Wednesday, is going to be a really, really big night in wrestling for, for us hardcore fans, for sure. So, um, you know, well, I mean, I, I think our show next week is going to basically be previewing the Wednesday after that, but... Um, we'll see. Should be a, should be a, a good week of wrestling for sure. So yeah, very last thing. I know results have come out. Neither one of has has seen it. Do we have a new Intercontinental Champion this Friday on the Christmas uh, SmackDown? Sami Zayn versus Biggie. I know Biggie's been champion before, but I think this is his big moment to go. They take that next level as a true single star. Does he? Do they put the title on him or do they? wait for the rumble or yeah. what do you think uh first of all interesting they're having such a big show on christmas um, I don't you know i guess you figure you know for me traditionally like my family what we've done now it's who knows but you know we do stuff in the morning and then you know at night it's kind of like more like you know watch christmas movies you know you do you're doing your own thing especially when i was a teenager it's like you know who gives a shit hang out with your family um so it'll be interesting to see like how the ratings are for SmackDown. I can't imagine they'll be good. Uh, and that's why they're loading these shows up. I man, I don't think you I don't think you do a title change in a show that a lot of people might not watch. I, I don't know that that's a great idea. So I'm gonna say that Sami Zayn somehow figures out a way to not um, to not uh, to, to keep the title. Uh, and they've done this, right? Like he, he does all these tricks and gimmicks and not to, to keep the title. So I think they'll do that this time. And then maybe at the Royal Rumble, you see a title change. But that being said, maybe they want to, you know, throw people. Maybe that's the first match of the night and Biggie wins. And then you're like, oh, my God, I've got to go watch SmackDown now because something big happened. So um, they really could go either way. But I would think that um, they wouldn't do a big title change in the show that maybe uh, some of their audience would not watch. I mean, think about it, Corey. If you if they if they're doing this show, so the you know a lot of the kids who watch the show, 
maybe they get video games from Santa or whatever, because that's the audience they played with sometimes. Anyway, um, they, you know, maybe they're getting video games or they're getting toys or getting stuff. They might not like want to watch this show at the end of the day, but they'll be too busy like doing other stuff. So like they got to, you know, a lot of their audience and then, you know, they're, the adults might be kind of like sleepy from waking up early if their parents from hanging, hanging out with their kids all day, they're tired at the end of the day. Like, I don't know. There's a chance they could really lose a lot of people. So um, that being said, the ratings will probably be the best they've ever been. I don't know. I can't predict half this shit. So, um, so we'll see. But I think Biggie does not win. Um, but what say you? I'm going to say, uh, due to the fact we are in the COVID era and they're going to hope that people are going to be safe this time around, unlike Thanksgiving, people aren't going to go crazy. Maybe they will. But I think people are going to be home and Friday night, I, they've got three title matches. I don't see Reigns losing the title. I don't see them taking a title off of... Um, Charlotte and Oscar, and I think you got to have one title change on your last show of the year. I think Biggie wins the title, big moment at the end of the show. I think we have a new champion. I think we go home happy, final, final SmackDown of the year. But you know, I'm never right, so you know, you'll lose right. the ring. You know? All right, one last topic because Corey loves talking about the ratings. I usually am like 50 50 with it. Interesting this week, AW. Um, did really well in the ratings um, and beat NXT 775,000 to 698,000. And a show that started at 10 o'clock. Yeah. I'm sure that started at 10. So I don't want to get into it too much, just a couple minutes on it. It, it. This could really just be an anomaly. It could just be that, you know, the Bucks Celtics game was a good game. They had a good lead in. Uh, it could be anything. But I think moving forward, we have to think about what these ratings tell us. And I don't know that we have an answer for this now. I certainly don't have a great answer for why the ratings for AW were so good. Um, and well, so good considering their time slot and NXTs weren't good. Uh, Corey, do you have any theories? Um, I think that, I think a big part of this is the fact that the game and games coverage literally ended at 10 04 Right when a right when NXT ended, how can NXT but how, how do you explain a hundred thousand more? How do you explain 70, uh, 72, 77 more thousand people tuning in? Then I think you had the diehard AEW fans who were going to watch no matter what, and you had the NXT fans who were like, "All right, let me see if if this is ending now, I'll continue watching." I think if there was a big delay and the and the basketball game went and had a huge like if they went to overtime. I think that that number would have cratered, but due to the fact that one ended one after the other, I think that they kept their audience. I really do think if this game had a long delay, I think that number would have been much, much less. I don't think, I don't really think there was this huge amount of basketball fans who were like, Oh, look, it's Chris Jericho, somebody we know from the, uh, from the attitude era. And we're going to continue to watch. I just, I don't think that was what happened here. I think it's, I think it really comes down to the fact that NXT ended and it was right afterwards. And I think people stayed. They switched over. But they might not have known that the game was starting, or that the, that the show was ending. Maybe they just turned on the C. Yeah, that's I think it. that's, that, that's That's interesting. I, it's interesting. Why, why didn't NXT do better, too? Maybe, that, maybe, that's what their, maybe that's what their base audience is right now. And maybe, you know, there wasn't... I mean, how much, how much was... Actually, did we know this is what AEW's? I'm not AEW. NXT's major problem is most weeks. I mean, we know what the major matches are 
for uh, for the uh, NXT New Year's Evil show, as we know pretty much the whole entire card. And we know a lot of the card for next week, which is a great sign with, you know, Dunn versus Roderick Strong. But most weeks we have no idea what any of the matches are until like a day before or the day of. So not knowing what's going to happen on NXT match-wise, you don't really usually have the, oh my God, I got to watch this show. Yeah, but you don't have that. But but that's not even the point. They don't have that. They don't have, they don't, I mean, they, they do that for some shows, but not for all. But you still don't have, the, it, there's no competition. So like just, 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 just have 800,000 people just because. It's just, it's just interesting. Again, these are conversations I think we're going to continue to have on a podcast, but um, we'll kind of keep that rolling. If, and, you know, and again, you guys in the Wrestle Life, um, you know, uh, Wrestle Life group want to um, ask us things, you know, things that you're interested to hear about, especially next week, which might be like a kind of a little bit of a different show that we normally do. Maybe we'll do some end of the year stuff with the, the male wrestlers and wrestler, the male, male wrestler of the year, male match of the year, those sorts of things. We'll have a lot of different options. So um, yeah, uh, continue to subscribe, check us out. With that said, I think we're done here. See ya. Merry Christmas, guys.